Hello, listener. Thank you for joining me for interval number nine. At the time of this recording, we're just about eh, 36 hours or so out from the Tokyo 2020 Olympic opening ceremony, which seemed as good a reason as any to do one of these mini shows focused on the retirement of an Olympian. So there's a few different sections here kind of breaking down uh, research that's been done into the long-term health, the, the immediate uh, sort of emotional, psychological health of Olympians. Um, so let's just get right into it. Section one, post-Olympic depression. Um, it won't be surprising for you to hear that the huge, huge drop to ordinary life after the intense high and adrenaline of the Olympics can be debilitating. Um, last summer's Weight of Gold documentary, which was, was kind of spearheaded by Michael Phelps, really centered on the, uh, that experience and that transition, uh, the challenges that it poses for, for Olympians. And at the core of post-Olympic depression is athletes over-identifying with their athlete identities, something that we talk a lot about on this show. Pretty much, I am a swimmer and... That is everything to me. It's difficult to give an exact number of those who may be suffering or have suffered from post-Olympic depression or mental illness, but some estimates have put it as high as 45%. Moving on now to the World Olympians Association findings. So the WOA is currently in the process of conducting the first ever global study into the long-term health issues of Olympians. The organization is hoping that this work will propel future research and will ultimately influence policy that will improve the lives of Olympians while they're competing and after they retire. So this is ongoing, but they released a bit of it. Um, Their study looked at 3,357 retired Olympians from 131 countries who represented 57 Olympic sports. And so far they've found that 63% of Olympians reported at least one significant career-related injury. Um, And those injuries most frequently affected in this order, the knee, lumbar spine, and shoulder female injury prevalence was higher than male. A third of Olympians reported current ongoing pain and functional limitation as a result of injury sustained during their Olympic career. But Olympians taking the survey said that the benefits of sport outweighed any health issues and that they would, quote, do it all over again. Next up for you, Olympians on average live longer than the rest of the population. One study that looked at former U.S. athletes who had participated in the summer or winter Olympic games at least once between 1912 and 2012 found that the around 8,000 Olympians that they studied lived approximately five years longer than the general population. Cardiovascular disease and cancer were the two biggest causes of death that contributed to longevity for Olympians. That is, 
their lifestyle as elite athletes and former elite athletes helped mitigate their risk of these conditions. Mortality rates due to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, and mental illness were not different from the general population. A study of French former Olympians showed that they lived about six and a half years longer than their general population counterparts. And finally, ending with, I don't know if the phrase is old wives tale, rumor, commonly held belief, uh, but bronze medalists are happier than silver medalists. And silver medalists are more likely to be depressed, uh, potentially end their lives. So maybe, maybe not. That idea that's kind of been widely circulated was based on a 1992 study, but there have been studies conducted since then, and they've provided mixed results. The idea behind why silver medalists would appear less happy is because of the different counterfactual thinking the medalists engaged in. Bronze medalists being happy that they got a medal, that they didn't come forth. Silver medalists, they'd be sad that they didn't win gold. They were just so close to doing so. But the most recent findings from the 2016 Olympics show that, drum roll, no meaningful difference exists in happiness levels between silver and bronze medalists. So this updated study from 2016 looked at facial expressions and the demeanor of medalists on the podium and immediately after, which is just like what the older studies had done. And this 2016 study rated bronze medalists as, quote, marginally happier than silver medalists, though it was by such a small margin that it is likely to be trivial or negligible. This is according to the research team looking at the facial expressions and the body language. But this time, the research team also analyzed a lot of media interviews. And they were exploring how often the medalists talked about what if scenarios, what things could have gone better or worse, what their thinking was like after the finish. And the research here showed that yes, the thought process and reflections between second and third place athletes do seem to vary. Silver medalists are more preoccupied by thoughts of how things could have been better and what would have happened if their opponents had behaved differently. And the research team goes on to say that these thought processes may act as a sort of defense mechanism in order to protect the self-esteem and self-image of the silver medalist by reflecting on external factors like how their opponent did, what their opponent's behavior was, they are given a shield to hide behind and deflect personal criticism away from any shortcomings of their own individual performance. What I continue to be super curious about and couldn't find a ton of through my internet sleuthing was what's like the general well-being uh, 
success outcomes, having a family, mental health, joy experience, uh, comparing, say, like a 55-year-old silver medalist and a 55-year-old bronze medalist, and then, again, at like 80 um, for both of them. So that's something I'm interested in. Maybe it's in the works. Maybe someone in STEM working in this space will be inspired to look into this further after listening to interval number nine, or maybe I just missed something in my research, in which case, please email me any content you may find on the retirement of an Olympian. You can message me, of course, slide into the DMs at runalongpodcast on Instagram or hlichtenstein at runalongpodcast.com. But that's all I've got for this show. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.